0: Hello, Colleen.
1: Hey, Aaron.
0: Welcome back to the show. It's been a few weeks, but obviously uh, you and I talk all the time, but I don't know what's been going I guess we had Father's Day in the middle there, and I think your kids got out of school, so a lot's been going on.
1: Yeah. Tell me about your Father's Day. Did you have a good day?
0: Oh, man. I had a great day. Um, so Father's Day was like last Sunday, I think, and we went to church in the morning and then came home and did lunch, and then when the kids went down for a nap... Um, jennifer said you can you can leave you can do whatever you want uh this was the plan you know it wasn't like oh shoot it's father's day you should leave um this is what (laughs) i i told her like i kind of just want to go like be alone for a little bit yeah and so what i did was something i haven't done since the kids were born is i played a computer game um but not only did I play a computer game, I went to a fancy hotel and sat in the lobby and drank a fancy coffee and played my computer game all alone. And it was amazing. You remember You remember when you came to Dallas and needed a weekend away from your kids after being a solo parent for like a month and a half? Um, yep. And we went to a fancy hotel and worked in the lobby? Same yep. lobby.
1: Nice. That's the one. Very nice. So you were yeah. just hanging out? in the lobby with your latte and your computer game
0: that's exactly what i was doing it was so much freaking fun um and then um so that was you know until about four and i was like you know what i kind of want to like i kind of want to have a drink and continue to play my computer game and one of my best friends was out of town and his house was empty and so i texted him and was like hey man can i go to your house And he said, Yeah, let me turn on the air for you. So he, you know, turned on the air from his phone. And I went over to his house and made a drink there and played my computer game and ordered Uber Eats to his house. And it was just
1: That's amazing. That sounds (laughs) amazing. Amazing.
0: I came home at eight o'clock or 830 and just felt super refreshed and ready to go. So it was an it was an awesome day.
1: I love it. Well, good. I'm glad you had such a nice, kind of relaxing, recentering day. That's wonderful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, it started with, like, I want to go to the fancy movie theater and see a movie, but there were no movies that I wanted to see. And so it ended on this video game thing. And it was like, oh, that was way better. So, it was a good day.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: And your kids are out for summer now, right?
1: That's right. Summer is here. The weather is beautiful. This is actually their first week out of school. They start camp next week. So this week has been a little bit hectic, but we're figuring it out. Um, but it's been great. The So in San Diego, we're known for our beautiful weather. But this year... Oh, this is the
0: first time I'm hearing of that, Colleen. This, this <laughs> is the I first like time you ever you. mentioned how wonderful it is out there.
1: Someday, someday you're going to be like, you're going to move to San Diego. And you're like, oh, this is what she was saying.
0: Listen, it's like 130 in Dallas this week. So yeah, maybe.
1: Yep. So May, we have this thing we call May Gray, and the marine layer comes in and just, it's cloudy. And this year, because of the unprecedented rain, which again, is not a lot of rain for anywhere else in the country. It's just a lot of rain for San Diego. May was, was mostly overcast. And so the last day of school, the sun came out, and we went to the beach, and it is just, the weather's just been perfect. So it's been really fun. We're we're loving the summer here.
0: Yeah, I'm really happy for you or whatever. <laughs> That's you sound, know, I can drive my awesome. golf cart
1: to the beach. I don't actually and, okay. want to hear
0: about that at all.
1: <laughs> I am not kidding you. You, you will. No one believes me when I say this. The sand on Coronado Beach is golden, like actually golden.
0: Yeah, that feels. Yeah, I don't li- I don't like that. I gotta admit, I, I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like that it's beautiful. The sand is this fake color. That you can drive a golf cart. That your kids have never seen rain. You know.
1: You're missing just out. not great just i
0: i am aware yeah i saw a graphic or somebody tweeted at me a like a weather chart this week and it was like oh weirdly dallas is gonna be you know 15 percent hotter than it should be i'm like great that's awesome so that's awesome for you congratulations really happy Thanks. for you yeah um we are we are leaving texas next month though Um, not forever just for a month so we'll be we'll be in vermont for the month of august which if it's hot now it's gonna be even hotter in august so i'm glad we're doing that but oh that'll be awesome
1: vermont is beautiful you'll have a great time
0: yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun turns out it's really far away from texas we just kind of booked it and we're like uh it'll be cold there and then we started looking at flights for everybody and it's like oh huh it's not super easy to get to but yeah whatever What are you going to do? We got to go somewhere cooler. Yeah, you got to
1: get out of there. You got to get out of there. That's why you, you know, you work, you live the work from home life. You can just.
0: That is exactly right.
1: Get out of that state.
0: Yeah. Well, you want to talk shop?
1: Let's do it. Let's start. So you
0: have been talking (laughs) to a bunch of people. We're both so excited. Yeah. I know. Is that where you wanted to start?
1: Sure. No, I don't. I want to start with your tweet. Back up. Rewind. I want to start with your tweet on Monday.
0: Oh, yeah. I love talking about my tweets. That's a great place Mm -hmm. to start. Okay, so... (laughs) You know that it's true, though.
1: (laughs) I know that Um, it's true. Let's talk about that.
0: So I tweeted, as I do. Um, So Monday, I think, was maybe Monday a holiday for Planet Scale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday was a holiday for Planet Scale. And so I just had this, you know, big chunk of uninterrupted time, which was super fun. Um, And so I'd been working on... the, like, kind of iframe embedding aspect of it so that we can embed this dashboard in other people's applications. And took a screenshot, sent it to you, was super pumped, and then took that same screenshot and put it on Twitter and talked about, you know, people people have no idea what we're doing. We've pivoted so many times, people have no idea what we're up to. So I just keep tweeting, you know, I'm trying to tweet, like, hey, remember, this is the thing that we're doing. Um, and it got a lot of really good, like, reception. So I tweeted this screenshot and was like, hey, we're doing this embedded dashboard. We now have the ability to embed a dashboard. And it was like, yay, we did it. Um, And I put a link to uh, helloquery.com slash go, which is our sneaky way to track if somebody's coming from Twitter. And we got a bunch of people filling out the form that was like, I would pay for this. And that just like, I was so freaking pumped because, you know, we've been in the desert for a thousand years. But now it's nice to have somebody say, hey, I see a picture of what you're doing. I'm going to come and tell you that I want this. So that felt like a huge win.
1: Yeah, that felt like a huge win. So I wanted to lead with that because that is our huge win of the week. And now I think we should back up to how we got there. And so I have been talking to all the people I have been doing since we last talked I've done many things. I ran Google Ads to a specific landing page to get people in that way. I am continuing to do LinkedIn cold outreach. So I've just been talking to people and talking to people. And what we found was the real pain point is reporting for your customers. Hmm. So your customers need to be able to build their own reports. And we keep running into this over and over and over. So I think the last podcast even, maybe, we were still talking internal reporting for teams. Mm-hmm. This also covers internal reporting for teams, because, of right. course, you can use it internally. So that does not exclude that that case. But one one person um, who maybe hopefully is listening, but he said something where he said, you know, he said the bar is just so much lower for an internal Mm. Dashboard. So I can just throw something together that mostly kind of works and looks like crap. Oh, he didn't say crap, but like looks doesn't look great. And it's fine because it's just for me and my team. Where if it is something I have to put in front of my customer, the bar is so much higher. And so there's so much more value in the thing that your customer sees. And another thing we heard was some companies I spoke with, they can even upcharge for this particular feature. So I can now offer you this dashboard where you can build your own reports, get your data out, get it to Google Sheets or Excel where you want it anyway, and I can upcharge. So it also puts us a little bit closer to the money, which I think is is smart, Um, And so based on all of these numerous conversations I had, and I kind of have a a decent process. It's funny. It's interesting how time consuming this this (laughs) is. But, you know, I do the interviews and I go back and rewatch the interviews. Then I take notes and kind of try to distill down the key problem areas and what people are paying to solve. And, you know, are they actively looking for a solution? And it seems like allowing your customers to build their own reports, get their own data out is where we want to be.
0: Yep. I think so. Um, yeah, it does seem, it does seem really time consuming to have all these calls and I'm really grateful that you're doing them because I joined you for one recently and they're not easy. They're just, they're, they're, you do a really good job of like, um, not leading the witness and you kind of just (laughs) let them talk. Um, you're also, you you've, You've found the right energy level because I think one time I joined you and you seemed depressed. Do you remember that? You were trying to withhold your excitement, and it came <laughs> yes. off as like Colleen is not happy to be here. <laughs> So you've modulated that correctly. But yeah, this one that I was on, it was like, I felt super uncomfortable because the thing we had didn't meet their needs. And I was like, I just, I kind of just want to log off right now. And I thought, man, (laughs) Colleen. Yeah.
1: Don't bail (laughs) on me, Erin.
0: See ya. Thanks for the call. Um, But yeah, so you've done all these, you've done all these calls. And I think we have, I think we have decided, um, we've we've decided on you know, this minor tweak, which is like, yeah, it'll also be for internal reporting. And I think more importantly, we've also decided we're not going to change anything anymore. Like until we have, until we have, um, an alpha to put in front of people, we're not accepting any more, (laughs) any more, um, advice or insight because it got to be, it got to be a little bit too much there for a while. And so we've, I think we've transitioned from like, uh, what would you call it? Like, problem discovery or customer discovery into what? Where are we now?
1: I would say, I mean, I would distinguish it as saying we were doing customer discovery before, now we're doing customer interviews. And that's like subtle, but I think that the fundamental difference is, like yesterday, even on the call, when I just told the guy, I was like, this is not going to meet your needs. Thank you for, you know, thank you for your time. We're Mm. we're not going to meet your needs. Like, I I don't think, what we were doing before is we just wanted to absorb all of the problem space and Mm. we were open to building anything. And so customer interviews is, is more almost like qualified leads. Like I'm trying to think of it as like, I get on a call with you to qualify that your problem is, is a match for our solution. Um, and of course there will be, you know, there'll be we'll be building and iterating as we go. But fundamentally, this vision of embedded reporting for your customers is the vision. And so um, I think that's important for both of us just to have like, it's so interesting, because I, of course, read a ton of stuff about this. And whichever way you want to go, you can find very smart people that tell you that's the right way. And you can find very smart people that tell you the beauty of being a founder and the magic is in your own imagination. Don't let your customers tell you what to build. But on the other side, you can get people that are like, I built this really successful business by talking to 100 people and building exactly what they told me to build. So I think Mm -hmm. the takeaway is there's no wrong answer, right? Either way can be successful. And I think our way that we are going, we've, we're have we trying to kind of balance that by talking to a lot of people and, you know, using our opinion. You, you had a better phrase for it. What did you say? Did you say point you of had the point of view? Yeah. Yeah. Um, use really like more your point of view, having worked in this space for so many years. Mm-hmm. But the, be- the magic here, I think, of our partnership and this business is going to be the unique point of view, right? Like I'm not yeah. trying to kill your creativity or kill your vision for what this could be by seeing like, well, these twenty-five people want an index view that looks exactly like this and they need a drag and drop right. thing, right? Like, we're not doing that. Like we're gonna build what we think is the right thing, um and and go from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how does it how does it feel uh, to have transitioned into the the second phase out of just like the customer discovery?
1: I'm gonna be honest, it feels great. <laughs> for me, it feels great. When we were on that call with this wonderful person who i super appreciate reaching out and i realized it was such a bad fit i didn't Mm -hmm. sit there and think how could we how could we solve this for him i just like i mean i was just like yeah this is just not a good fit
0: cool see you later yeah (laughs) that was that was pretty freeing um to then not get off the call and question like well should we build something that fits his specific needs like no we're not we're not in that phase right now
1: yeah how does it feel for you
0: amazing feels wonderful yeah, the, the being bandied about by every customer discovery call was was tough for me. Um, and even like, I think I told you this, I had, you know, an idea for something else in this space that like is tangentially related to what we're doing. And I yeah. thought, oh, that's actually a really good idea. And then I thought, you know what, we're not in that mode right now. We have what we think is the right idea based on customer feedback or customer discovery and our point of view and that's what we're building and we're not in the mode of maybe we should try something else and you know what maybe we end up being wrong but it sure does feel good for now to be able to say this is our experiment we're going to build it and see what happens um versus what should we do i have no idea that was that was uh emotionally draining for me
1: yeah 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 i feel really good about this direction um it just seems like, to your point, we had a lot of interest from the tweet where we showed, you know, showed people what we're actually building. We have a lot. I have a lot of calls scheduled next week, mm-hmm. and it feels it feels good. And, and you know, I'm hoping of the, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we get a group of. I don't even want too many people. I, I just want like when we talk about like a founding customer group, I just want a handful, like maybe yeah. three or four people that we're like, your business fit, like seems like a great fit for these very specific reasons. And um, we'll work with you like you'll get early access. So I have asked a couple people who I thought I think are a good fit to kind of join us as founding customers. And we'll see how the interviews go next week. But I'd like to keep that group really small. And, um, you know, get something in front of them. And we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, the interviews next week are the thing I'm most excited about. Because up till now, it's been like, we'll talk to anybody about anything data-related, Power BI-related, anything. These people are, I saw the thing that you tweeted, and I want to talk about it. And so those are going to just be much higher signal, I think, for us. And I'm really, really excited to hear the results of those.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be nice, because one of the calls we had or um, was completely cold. And so... It'll be it'll be easier, I guess, is a better mm-hmm. way to say it to have a little context to talk to people that have a little context. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be that'll be good. Yeah. So that's all good.
0: That's all good. All right. What are we talking all about good. next?
1: What are we talking about next? Well, you know, it's really interesting. And I'm sure we have talked about this before, but it's been a couple weeks since we recorded this like for me, like what to do, I was talking to (laughs) I was talking to Corey Haynes, who's a marketer. Most people who listen to this probably know him. And I said to him, I was like, it's like trying to put a puzzle together without all of the pieces. And that's just what this stage, I think, of building our business is. Um, but it's it's just been really interesting for me being a developer turned founder, mm-hmm. whereas you're doing the development of the product, mm-hmm. me like to figure out what is the highest leverage thing I can do right now? Like, what should I be doing? What is useful? Yeah. Should I work on SEO? At first, I was going to, you know, there's this great podcast with the founder of DataPad. And he basically built out this cr- the complete SEO strategy for Datapad before they launched. So when they launched, they just had this phenomenal SEO situation. Cool. And, you know, but it's tricky because I'm like, well, should I do SEO? Then I'm like, well, we don't really even know who our ICP, our ideal customer is yet.
0: Wow. Look at you. ICP. Oh, my gosh. You're so business. I I'm love so it. so business. That's I know. Amazing. I find myself
1: like doing acronyms and I'm like, oh, my gosh, who are you? It um, just
0: came out so fluidly. <laughs>
1: So anyway, so it's been, for me, it's been interesting kind of trying to figure out um, what to do. And like, how do you market something before you have the thing? Like, Mm. what do you do? And (laughs) also, I would like to say, I know why the marketers are mad, because the marketing stack that we have is ridiculous. Let me tell you. So we have reform zapier to close i also had to do reform zapier to mailchimp we also pay for ahrefs we also pay for butter cms we also pay for linkedin sales navigator we i mean who knows like it's just Jeez. it's the amount of tools now i totally get why people are going after like the full marketing stack as a product yeah like it just it's crazy so close is a sales crm but they're not appropriate for a mailing list. But they'll do sequencing. MailChimp will do sequencing, but they're not a, pr- they're not a sales CRM. Like, it's just these things that are... What? I know, right? So um, is it all
0: duct taped together?
1: That's what it feels like. To me, yeah. it feels like... Like, if you that look sucks. at how even our landing page is set up, it's like I have a sign up for the email list. That goes to MailChimp. I have a fill out the form for early access that goes to reform. Like, it's like...
0: That sucks. Yeah.
1: Well, and and this is why you see products out there that are like, here is your full marketing and sales stack, right? Because... That's why
0: HubSpot exists.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why HubSpot exists. Because it is just like... It's not a problem it's just like kind of funny to really get into this stuff and start being like oh i need this tool for seo i need this tool for my mailing list i need this tool for my crm whoof it's just it's a lot to manage
0: yeah that sounds pretty fragmented i think i've seen some some charts of like marketing the marketing tech landscape and it is just obscenely fragmented the the amount of tools that are available in that space what do we use What's Butter CMS? Is that to like drive the content on the homepage or on the website, I guess?
1: That's a headless CMS for Uh. the webpage. Um, It's unfortunately a little bit expensive, but the benefit of it is you can design your own views. It's the only product. I don't know if there's other headless CMSs. I think this is the most popular one, but um, you can design all your views and then... I or you or whomever we end up working with can go Mm -hmm. in and just build new pages in the butter CMS, like just using the fields, Mm -hmm. and it will populate with your view. So oh, it's cool. Pretty, it's pretty cool. You can like set yeah. up the routes and stuff. So I have all these different pages and then I was really particular about like the routes because yeah. for for SEO. So I didn't want them nested under, you know, weird stuff. Right. So you can set I feel like with a lot of the off the shelf tools, you don't have that much power or else I don't know how to use them, but um I really like Butter CMS, but it is not cheap. So <laughs> What like what, what, are, what are we talking? 83 bucks a month.
0: Eighty-three dollars a month.
1: It's a lot for a headless CMS, right? It's a I don't lot know. for a
0: headless CMS. I
1: thought so. I mean,
0: man. But, but
1: AA thats a hundred bucks a month for SEO like tools. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a hundred bucks a month. Like, okay.
0: So I know that we're not in like let's change our minds mode, but let's change our minds. Let's go like into marketing. <laughs>
1: right. Let's Dude, sell a we tool to marketers. Build, we could totally. I mean. Uh, that would be so funny if in, like, this is where this ends in a couple years, we're like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Um, anyway, that would yeah. Be,
0: that would be the uh, the Matt Winsing Summit arc. You start as, like, a super complicated, very cool simulation builder, and you end selling to marketers for, like, way more than the simulators <laughs> ever would pay for it. So.
1: Oh, my goodness. It has we'll been see. so funny. And the, the most annoying, I don't know if annoying is the right word, but then you have to learn how to use all these tools too, right? So- Yeah,
0: ain't nobody got you know, time for that. It's, yeah. a
1: whole, it's a whole thing. I'm gonna be so good at this. I'm gonna be like a super, superpower developer marketer because man, yeah. it's like-
0: You know what? Here's the thing. The developer marketer, founder, customer researcher, there just aren't that many- out there, and so you're gonna have all the skills when this is over. When when this is done, and we sell it, and we're super rich, you're gonna be like, I could just do this again. I just do it again. Why yeah. not?
1: I got all the skills.
0: <laughs> yeah, anyway, don't forget been... me. Bring bring me along as your <laughs> developer slash comedian sidekick.
1: Oh man, it has just been so funny. Like I was watching a video on how to use the closed CRM yesterday, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a whole thing. But um, anyway, that's that's a little off topic. Other things I wanted to talk about. I guess that was that was really it. Um, oh a little bit we don't have to figure out pricing yet, but one of the things I wanted to talk to you about pricing is we're in this early stage where mm-hmm. we want people to try the product. We want mm-hmm. feedback. And I was watching actually Ben's video that he gave at MicroConf about pre selling tuple. Or okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he talked about when he was pre-selling Tuple, he just he started really low. I forget the exact number. And he sold mm-hmm. annual plans. And he just increased it every time he talked to someone. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I was reading, this is not from Ben's thing. This is just from, I don't know, one of the many books I'm sure I've read. You want people to try it, but you don't want to attract the wrong kind of customer. Okay. So if we have a product that is going to be... Minimum $300 a month, which I don't know if you're listening to this and you're a potential customer, don't freak out. I don't know if that's that's where we're going to land. We don't want to draw people in at $20 a month right. and build to their specifications because that's not the type of customer that we want. So I do think that's just something to keep in mind, even though we're not too pricing yet as we talk to these like founding customers um, would would even be just like what kind of you know alignment in budget.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel that tension. Um, so I'll be curious if these people that saw the tweet and booked a call, if any of them have done Power BI or Tableau or anything to try to solve it already, because that anchors super high. Um, and if they haven't, well, then that's a that's a you know there is no anchor, so that's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, that that's an interesting tension of how do we get them in? How do we get them in? But how do we also not? build for cheap developers, because I don't want to do that anymore.
1: Yeah, so that 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 was just something we need to be mindful of, I think. And I, I will be as I talk to people. I mean, this first round, I just want to see if we're a fit, right? So I'm going to go right. back to the people I talked to that were a fit and, and talk to them again, um, hopefully once we have kind of something more to show them. But... Yeah, it's just something to keep in mind. I was like, that's really wise. Like, we don't want to be like, oh, for you, because you're special, we're going to give it to you for 20 bucks a month, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's just not building for the market that we want to sell to. And so, yeah, that's it about pricing.
0: Yeah, I think we should uh just charge as much as humanly possible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting. So, we had a call with someone using Power BI, and I told you there's actually someone um in my office space who has this problem, and they use Power, they're trying to get Power BI stood up, and it is just a nightmare. And that is all I am hearing from people over and over that it is an expensive nightmare. Mm-hmm. But the way they get you is they charge you per seat in the beginning. Right. And then you do full embedding and it's all of a sudden it goes from a couple hundred bucks a month to several thousand bucks a yep.
0: month. Game over. So
1: yep. yeah, it's game over. So um, it's been kind of cool because I've been able to work a little bit with a guy in my workspace, like in my co-working space who has this problem and, and actually see him struggle with it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's just spending a tremendous amount of time on it. And I'm like, oh my, this is so ridiculous.
0: Yeah. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's nice It's nice that Power BI exists um, and is very expensive and is not universally loved. Um, unfortunately, it is extremely powerful. And but- so to carve off any of their stuff, we have to get the people who aren't really using it for everything that it can do, which is fine. Those people exist.
1: Right. And I think that's like something um, our friend said to us was like when we talked about are we going to are we going to launch with charts and graphs, which Mm -hmm. we're not going to launch with charts and graphs, we're going to launch without them. And he was like, the customers really need charts and graphs? Or is that just this perception that we've put on them? Because we think they will, right? Like, and so I thought that was a really good point. It's like, what are they actually let's really jobs to be done this? Like, what do they actually need? Like, what are they actually doing? Um, Are they putting the data in Excel anyway or Google Sheets anyway? Probably in the people we're targeting. That's where they're going anyway. So interim circle charts aren't really buying anyone anything, (laughs) right?
0: Good, good, because I don't want to do that right now.
1: (laughs) No, no. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. One
0: thing at a time. All right. Anything else on the list?
1: Um, Nope. That's all I got.
0: Okay. Well, let's call it there then.
1: All right. See ya.